0: This is a stealth game, not many people know that.
1: Okay, plan B. Toast Rack. He's this old, he's nearing death, he's got two years left.
0: (laughs) What an insane quest I am on.
1: (laughs) Only like a 50 year old Australian guy would do this shit. (laughs) Well,
0: that went, that went well. Toast Rack is fucking awesome. How exciting is that? like this old Australian dude who's clapping cheeks in Tarkov. Oh, that'd be a great emote. (laughs) I can't believe how chill he is. He's way too chill. Make it rain.
1: Make Make it rain-toasty! Do it! Hey, she's a beauty. Well, today, folks, I have a very special guest. I have Toastrack, or Pestili's dad, however you want to recognize him as. And uh, I'd like to welcome you to Tardux, and, and I really appreciate you taking this time.
0: Thanks. It's really great to be here.
1: Excellent. So what I'd like to do first before we get out of the gates is, uh, you know, three rapid questions to get the juices flowing. I know it's early in the morning. Well, not early in the morning. It's nine over there in your neck of the woods. So let's roll Early enough. Yes. Uh, Favorite concert you ever been to? Oh, uh,
0: I've got a top ten. The best one, uh, let's see, was uh, Leonard Cohen when he toured about uh, 10 years ago. Uh, First concert I've ever cried at. That was absolutely mind-blowing, yeah.
1: Very cool. All right. You're going out to your favorite place to eat. What are you ordering?
0: Uh, I love going out to breakfast. So it'd be Eggs Benedict, runny yolks. Ooh, and okay. I want it to be a real Eggs Benedict English muffin, ham, poached egg, ben, ben, uh, and the Bernays sauce, and, and then nothing else, hollandaise sauce, and nothing else.
1: Oh, so you're a breakfast man.
0: Mm, nice. Love brunch out.
1: Yeah, uh, and favorite city to travel to
0: Ooh, favorite to travel to i think it has to be paris there's just nothing yeah. like the way paris looks and um the the whole city is basically a museum they've kept their downtown area out of the city so tourists don't even see it yeah no, it's just beautiful to go to
1: splendid all right those are out of the way so who is toast rack
0: well, Toastrack is my It's been my online persona for twenty years. I mean, uh, I've been playing computer games forever, um, yeah. ever since I mean primary school, a friend of my dad's had a uh, worked for a computer company and had, A dial-up modem, which I'd never seen before, Mm -hmm. looked like a typewriter with a fax machine strapped on the back, and fax machines hadn't been invented yet. And we would, when we'd go over to dinner, we'd get to play uh, the original adventure game, uh, Colossal Cave Adventure, on on dial-up on command line. (laughs) Wow! And just been playing ever since that. But when I had to pick uh, a new Xbox uh, Live gamertag in the early noughts. I chose – I wanted something easy to pronounce because my mm-hmm. old name, Funnel Web, nobody could pronounce Funnel Web. No Americans knew what a Funnel Web was. They were like, what is that? Fun- funnel cake? I love Funnel Cake. <laughs> uh, so I uh, wanted something easy to pronounce. I lo- My favorite food is toast. And – um I, uh, I used to go to antique shops a lot, and I'd see weird stuff from the last century. And one of the weird things I would see was toast racks. Like, who would put their toast in
1: such a weird device? And the name just stuck, and I uh, went with that. Oh, fantastic. And um, so now what was your original name for Microsoft or for Xbox? It was Funnel?
0: Funnel Web. Funnel Web. Because a funnel web is a deadly spider in Australia, and yes. uh, it doesn't make a web. It makes a tunnel and, and puts a oh, grass God. canopy over itself and it hides, it camps in bushes and then springs out and grabs its prey. Oh dear And God. that was sort of my, that was my play style in uh, Ghost Recon, which I was yep. playing competitive at the time. Oh, uh, wow. I was a bit of a bush camper even back then.
1: Yeah, excellent. Well, I'm, I'm a bush wookie when it comes to Tarkov. I'm too old for those quick reflexes. Give me a bush, give me the night and a flare. I'm, I'm happy.
0: Exactly. We got to got to use those uh, unfair advantages. <laughs> so oh,
1: absolutely. Yeah. This is my uh, 50th year around the sun. So, yes. If uh, yeah, those quick reflexes are long gone.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll be 56 soon. So, oh, yeah. Shoot. Yeah. But even in the day, I was never a great twitch player. I was never great at flick firing. Oh, mm-hmm. and also, I was playing against Americans on American service. So, oh. I had 200 250 ping. Yeah. So I felt like my bullets took longer to travel. Than Absolutely. The other guy. That, yeah. That was the reason I wasn't winning straight up oh, fights.
1: <laughs> so now, uh, prior to becoming known as Pistilli's dad, what was what did you do?
0: Uh, I've had uh, many lifetimes of careers. I've had four different uh, careers. So uh, I, I started off. I never knew what I wanted to do in high school, so I enrolled in both science and engineering a double degree when I graduated. Oh, wow. I did a year of engineering, and I learned so much about engineering, I knew I never wanted to do it ever again. <laughs> <laughs> Hats off to those guys. Yeah. Um, but um, it, was, it was too messy and too much math. Um, then I uh, ended up doing a computer science degree. And uh, out of that, I, uh, my, one of my first uh, vacation jobs was uh, writing computer games, uh, which was a natural for me uh, because my dad and I had already written computer games when I was in high school and sold yeah. them internationally. Um, we used to, uh, we wrote an adventure game in BASIC uh, for the uh, Sinclair ZX80 80 and 81 uh, called Perilous Swamp. And we used to, we had a cassette duplicator. We'd uh, sell oh the mail God. order. And then it got picked up in the UK and published. The source code got published in a magazine. That's what happened back in the day before yeah. CD-ROM was stuck on the front of a
1: yeah. magazine.
0: You'd get the code. People would key in the code and play Perilous Swamp. Uh, and we got royalties from that. So, uh, so I went uh, and worked um, with Beam Software, worked on a, a, a video game of The Hobbit, uh and uh wrote uh wrote some of that in machine code
1: oh wow um
0: actually in assembler uh some I wrote in machine code at home but assembler uh and uh that was hardcore but uh yes yeah, so I went into computer science worked on uh did the first cd rom ever made in australia oh wow um, and um we could we could we told people we could put You know, a thousand (laughs) copies of the phone book on one small plastic disc blew people's minds. Yeah, We put all of the legal precedents of the whole country of Australia on one disc and that was mind-blowing at the time. Yeah. Uh, So I did programming for a while. Then I burnt out of that. I didn't like how uh, it was so much work doing uh, coding things just Mm -hmm. to get the slightest thing done. But I really liked how everything looked. And what I really liked was the way people interacted with the software. So I went into user interface design. Okay. And I, and I um, as a user interface design consultant, sort of before UX, before it became UX and before uh, the iPhone, when everyone got that sh- software should be intuitive. Before then, it was a real battle oh, to try and make software intuitive. And I used to fight a lot of battles, lost as many battles as I won, <laughs> got burnt out, Uh, and that's when I realized, you know, making a lot of money as a consultant doesn't make you happy. Uh, I was miserable. The politics really burnt me out. And, uh, I took, basically I I wanted a career change. I'd been eyeing off film editing and I thought film editing looked interesting and fun. So I took a 90% pay cut. I got a night shift job, uh, at a production company, duplicating, uh, DVDs. Oh, Lord. And two weeks later, I got a promotion. I landed the job of assistant editor on Mythbusters.
1: Oh, shoot, no way.
0: TV career (laughs) (laughs) because Mythbusters shot in California, edited in Sydney at the production company I was at. And um, that was a wild ride. And Got to edit a few episodes as well.
1: Now, are you guys editing back back then using Avid or something else?
0: It was Avid, yep. And I was editing offline, so um, when you – because there's huge amount of footage on Mythbusters because they never knew what was going to happen. So yeah. they just shoot everything. There'd be hundreds of hours of film for each one-hour episode. Wow. So uh, you couldn't edit on uh, back in those days at full resolution. So I was looking at this cr- grainy 320 by 200 image, <laughs> if you're lucky. You couldn't even tell if it was in focus or not. You had to hope for the best. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, we were working on on early versions of Avid. That's what I learned on. Oh my
1: god, that's so cool.
0: Then uh so um, uh but then uh COVID so I stayed in the TV uh industry, uh moved back to my hometown of Melbourne, Australia, and uh then COVID hit and shut down all TV. Mm-hmm. Uh and during COVID, I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna <laughs> what am I gonna do? I'm gonna I, I was playing Tarkov anyway. Yeah. I thought, I've always wondered what streaming is like. You know what? I'm just going to try it, and I did, and I fell in love with it.
1: Oh, fantastic! So, have you been playing video games like from those early days all the way through your life, and you know, to even, like up till today? Then,
0: uh, absolutely. Um, I had a Game and Watch uh, growing up. <laughs> yeah. uh,
1: friends had
0: Ataris and uh, ColecoVision yep. and all those things. We never had that, so I'd play at friends' places. But I had a Game and Watch of Popeye. Yeah. I was jealous of my sister because she had Donkey Kong, the dual screen <laughs> game and watch. That was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, our, our first home de- uh, computer was uh, the Sinclair ZX81. Yeah. Uh, ZX80. And we, we programmed on that and also keyed in other people's games. Yeah. But I used to. On the school holidays, I'd get the train uh, an hour into town and I'd play video games in the video game parlours. Oh, yes. It was a big stand-up machine. Mm-hmm. You play Space Invaders. You put 20 cents in the slot. Yeah. The equivalent of a quarter. And uh, you'd play uh, – you know asteroids galaga yeah um snake centipede yeah um, uh mission uh like what was the mine uh mission control all of those great yeah games. you had
1: asteroids berserk missile command all of those yeah. yes missile command with the big bowling ball yeah. as the controller
0: yeah great times yeah Yeah,
1: those are like fantastic those. times you know yeah i remember the arcade the sounds the smell the everybody's stacking their quarters i've got next and whatnot yeah. it was just that's it, right it, yeah over here in, in Stateside, they've, it's almost uh, what they're doing is some of the bars now. They uh, have called they're called barcades, where basically all those retro games. You know, all the all of us old guys go in. It's like, oh my god, this is fantastic! And yeah, it's 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 a revival. It's so good.
0: I went to my first one in Brooklyn like ten years ago or something. Yeah. And oh wait, I can play uh, Missile Command and have a beer. This is <laughs> too good. I'm just staying right here.
1: Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, that's fantastic. So, Nan, you mentioned that you were playing competitively Ghost Recon on the Xbox. Mm,
0: Yeah. I loved. I had Xbox uh, from day one, and I loved Halo. I used to take my Xbox on business trips with me wherever yep. <laughs> I went, and I'd play in the hotel when I was a consultant. And um, oh, I was also playing Doom on my work laptop. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that got passed around. That was mine. Uh, that was life changing. But uh, yeah, once once the Xbox got Xbox Live, which is yep. a little way into the Xbox um existence. Yeah, I was playing Ghost Recon. Uh, I started with Island Thunder but went through the whole series. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, I joined a clan and we would play against other clans there were websites where you'd uh, organize uh, tournaments and uh, it was all just for fun there's no yep. prize money it was not it was not webcast or anything like that in those days uh, but it was for honor and we're playing you know 6 versus 6 uh, against and it was great to be you know in the top 100 with the best players in the world it was like I really bet. felt like I was I was never good at sport I was terrible at sport <laughs> never good at anything but I'm good at this I'm in the world class at this it was such an amazing affirming feeling Yeah, Uh, I'm actually good at something on the world stage, and and, you know, it's a sport. You know,
1: it is. Yes, absolutely. It's 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 funny how far we've come. You know, I'm along with you playing those stand up uh, games, playing on you know TRS-80s or the the old apples. Um, You know, I remember like you, you know, putting your game your game on in a computer magazine i remember typing out pages of pages of code just to you know play those simple games and and you know then we went from you know i remember playing like doom on a local area network with a bunch of friends or dial-up oh, and then the progression yeah. is just where we are today the kids are spoiled yeah,
0: yeah 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 oh that's right land parties were a thing uh you could get friends over and play halo uh, pvp yeah uh, if you if you connected them all up or um uh yeah all that all that sort of stuff it was uh but it, it took you know uh two hours of getting the network to work <laughs> oh, and yes. then and then play the rest of the night yeah it's yeah.
1: awesome oh it is so um what was i gonna say oh so what made you pick tarkov how did that come out of all of the other games you could have chosen uh
0: i love um Slow first-person shooters. Yeah. Uh, so, because um, when when I bought Ghost Recon, I, I I mean I bought also bought Rainbow Six. Uh, so they were the two titles uh, that were hot and new at the time when yep. I bought my first Xbox. And uh, I did also like Rainbow Six, but it was it was um what I loved about Ghost Recon was big open maps, uh, long matches, um, no respawn. And it's all about strategy and yeah. um, uh, and knowing your angles and taking your time. And uh, that I've always liked uh, shooters that are not just flick who can come around a corner and shoot first, right? Uh, and, but rather who can play the actual strategy of the map, know where the choke points are, know where no respawns, everything's on the line. So I've always loved shooters like that. So go, from Ghost Recon. Um, I went through Xbox 360 with that, but then when Xbox One came out, I thought maybe I'll try PC. Basically, an Xbox One's a cheap PC. Right. Let's just try PC. Um, so, um, and uh, I had heard about um, the, this new genre of game called Battle Royale, which was uh, at the time I found, discovered it, it was a mod of Armor 3. There was a mod of Armor Two uh, earlier, but um, uh, player unknown was was a guy in yeah. in the land in the server uh, who ran the mod of um, um, Battle Royale in in uh, Armor Three. So I switched over to that on PC, and I loved that and played Battle Royale for a long time. Uh, but then he was in the he was taking trips to um, uh, Taiwan. Was it um, yeah? Uh, and um making pubg and uh so I was in, in on and the alpha tester of uh pubg um and I actually met Brendan at at a pax here oh, in wow. as well uh just as pubg was coming out um and that was amazing got a selfie with, uh, with Brendan <laughs> Green, and uh, what amazing guy very very lovely guy yeah and uh, so I went across to PUBG, but I found PUBG got more and more sort of cartoony, mm-hmm. more and more like Fortnite without the building, so basically Fortnite. And um, it, it got a bit too twitchy for me. Everyone's doing this right. yes. and, and jumping around at mm-hmm. light speed and, and I, was, I was getting – and. but the, but by then i discovered Twitch and I was watching streamers – who played Armor Three and went over to PUBG, and I was seeing what they were playing, and some of them started playing Tarkov, Escape from Tarkov. So I'd watch Shroud on Twitch playing yeah. Escape from Tarkov, and I thought, mm, this looks look good. It's like long missions, mm-hmm. high stakes, no respawns, big maps. But when do they ever escape from Tarkov? It's <laughs> like no one ever escapes and I could never work out if they were shooting at a real person or an AI and yeah. what what are these PMCs? What are these There's A big learning curve to this it game. It is, yeah. So I thought, "Oh, I, I'm interested in this game." And I sat on the fence a long time. Um and I thought, "Okay, I'm uh, and then it went on sale yeah. uh in uh, uh in uh what was it, 2019 um, uh, Black Friday? It went on sale. I thought, okay, I'm going to check this out. I, I, all right, I'll go on YouTube and see if there's any guides. And there's this guy called Pestilli. Don't know if you've heard of him, but he does all these YouTube guides. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so I discovered um, Pestilli, his big new player guide, his guide to the maps. He explained everything. He's an Aussie. Uh, he made it all look fun. Uh, it, was, it was super complicated, but mm-hmm. he explained it really well. I thought, ah. Oh, this looks good. I'm going to buy this game. And uh, so that's what got me under Tarkov and oh. uh, haven't looked back since.
1: Fantastic. Now, do you play any other games You know, when you're not playing Tarkov?
0: Um, I tend to lock in on one game and just play that yeah. for multiple years until I'm done. I was the same with Ghost Recon. I was the same with uh, pub g or armor 3 so yeah I, I tend not to stray too far if something really grabs my attention i'll go play it uh like um the last but the last one i did that with was uh 12 minutes you know that top down puzzle oh, okay. uh, adventure murder mystery yeah um i played uh 12 minutes uh bought that and played it and uh uh that was a lot of fun but i, I tend not to stray too far from i i i i feel i don't know i just like being in that world and it's such a rich universe it is uh, i'm yeah. not interested in the other universes although i do play um roblox uh with my nephews and nieces oh cool uh now and then online as well
1: yeah yeah it's funny my my i have three kids and our game always has been minecraft and mm. just even like my I guess we've been playing that for probably about eight years or nine years, and we've had birthday parties where the kids have had all their friends over <laughs> with multiple computers set up, and it's just one of those timeless games that they, you know, everybody just plays and builds and do, you know does their own thing. So yeah, I, I hear you there mm. on the Roblox. Very cool. Yeah, the amazing
0: thing about Minecraft is the um, the normally the graphics of a game will date it. So you go look at an old game, and it's just. You can't look at it anymore. Right, Even yeah. old original Halo, you go, oh my god, look at the pixels, yeah, look at the terrible art. But Minecraft, that can never date. The pixels are already one meter <laughs> exactly. by one meter. You know, you can't, yeah. you can't, that
1: can't get old. Nope, not at all. Oh. So now, do your uh, family and friends know that there's a streaming celebrity amongst them?
0: Uh, it's, uh, my close family and friends do, but i I feel awkward about coming out to the wider community. <laughs> it's, it's weird. I have this like, um, LinkedIn on LinkedIn, I'm still a TV editor yeah. uh, available for hire. You know, um, I, on Facebook, you know, I've got a Toastrack TV account,
1: mm-hmm. but on
0: my, uh, on my private account, I haven't updated that because it's mostly work <laughs> friends, yeah. uh, editing friends. And so, uh. So uh I I really feel like uh am I ready to burn that bridge yet and, and just
1: <laughs> burn
0: my uh TV career. I sort of want to keep it there in case I need to go back to it. Yeah. Uh at the moment, if people call me for TV work, I say, oh, I'm I'm really busy on a big project at the moment. Uh I'll I'll call you back, you know, in a few months. Uh, you know, I, I sort of want to keep that door open. Yeah. So uh so it's really hard to um uh, to come out as a game, and also you don't know what people are going to say. Oh yes, you know yeah. a lot of people. My generation think, you know, I I tell them you play computer games, and they go, Yeah, no, but really, <laughs> really, what do you do? <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: And, yeah, uh or or uh, some of my work friends, I've I've told, and they go, You you what? You really? And then they then they say, "Oh, how do I look at this?" So they they then go come, go watch Twitch. Yeah, and they've never seen Twitch before. It's like I don't know how my friends and or you know work colleagues are going to react. So I, I'm yet to go fully <laughs> over. And it's the same when I changed from computer from IT consulting to TV industry. Mm-hmm. It Took me quite a while to tell everybody I changed career. <laughs> uh, so I'm still in transition
1: yeah you know, you're you're absolutely right though about the, you know not that gaming has a stigma but for for people our age it's it is it's like what are you why are you you know it's such a childish thing, but it's amazing yeah. how streaming and and twitch has evolved and it's it's just a different mindset for for the younger generation
0: every time I talk to my dad who's eighty he says i can't and he's been a gamer his whole life as well yeah but uh, he's like people pay you to watch you play a computer they're not playing you they're just watching you and you get paid it's like what like (laughs) his his boomer brain just can't handle it
1: no it is it blows him away and and i i want to hit back on something you talked about it's like you said you were never good at sports or anything like that but gaming lets you do that with and Mm. Today, you know, I in the industry I'm in, we do a lot of stuff with universities and, and corporate and whatnot. And in universities, seeing the esports become a valuable of a, a valid sport in colleges to the point where kids are getting scholarships and they're being part of the school society, part of that team. And it's it's really good to see. uh oh, that's fantastic. That's fantastic to yeah. see.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh yeah, I remember like my friends uh had a uh, a good friend of mine had uh kids i don't have kids but my um i have nephews and nieces yeah. but uh my friend who had kids and teenagers and um uh my my friend uh who is also a consultant he's, he was maligning his teenage son saying all he wants to do is play computer games and make make stupid computer games all the time and yeah. that's all he wants to do he won't focus on a career and i was i was going mate that is the biggest career it's the game right. industry is bigger than hollywood yeah. he can do anything he wants he, if he can code he can code games if he's artistic he can uh, design levels create characters do animation uh if he's vision if he's a writer he can write games do storylines yeah there's so many careers in this and now he's working for um he's he's worked for uh, animal logic uh who do you know some of star wars and things like that he's working for some of the biggest game companies and he's actually uh working on he 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 did do animation stuff but now he's working on uh developing tools for other gamers to uh to you know to create games and like He's got this whole career. He's had invitations to go to overseas with it, and and like he's got this whole career. But you know, my friend was like, "When's he going to get a real
1: job?" <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll the our generation will understand it at some point. Who knows when though? So now, yeah. when you went uh, when you first went live on your first stream, what was that like? You hit the live <laughs> button and you're out there. It's like, all right. <laughs>
0: Uh, it was, it felt strange cause I'm an introvert and I've always thought oh, I'm too shy to be on camera because being in TV industry for a good, uh, 10, 15 years, you'd often get invitations to be on camera, even mm-hmm. though you're behind the scenes and often jobs, you sign a waiver to peer, appear on camera. It's just part of the job. Yeah. Uh, but I'd always try and avoid being on camera. I didn't want to be on camera. didn't, didn't want that at all. And streaming, you are on camera for... 10 hours. Yes, know. yeah. Um so uh I didn't know how I'd feel about it at all. I was very and I remembered my first stream I thought, okay, I don't look like a gamer. I've got <laughs> do I have a baseball cap anywhere? Where's <laughs> no one, do I do I have I had earbuds. So it's like do I have some cans I can put on? Uh what what am I going to wear? Uh I'm just going to look like an idiot and my first stream <laughs> I I none of my <laughs> I settled on a beanie and I'm in a hoodie. <laughs> and i'm streaming and i'm using this terrible webcam that i found in a drawer yeah and i've still got a recording from it it's hilarious to look at and i i, I barely say a word and i'm mostly concentrating trying to get the software to work <laughs> uh and uh, uh it is is quite hilarious but i but the next day uh, I had, I just was a bit more myself yeah. and I decided to just start talking as if someone was there the whole time. Like I was narrating a YouTube video or something yeah. and, and one or two people came by and I had one or two conversations and I thought that was fun. That was fun. Yeah. And I got, I got bitten by the bug and I, I liked
1: it. It's, it's amazing when you're doing that stream and then somebody comes in your chat and you're like, Oh my God, I don't know this person. And now it's like, okay, now you're trying to play the game and entertain them. And it's it's such a, a weird feeling.
0: I already had the skill from from user interface design. We, te- we um, test prototype software with real users and we give them a real situation. We say, okay, you're this person, you're trying to achieve this. This is what you see. What do you do? And think aloud. And we teach people to think aloud. And so what we want, and we'd model it for them. Okay, I'm looking for a search or a buy. Oh, I'm going to try this because I think it might lead to blah. And I uh, I learned the importance of thinking aloud. And that's basically what a streamer needs to do. It's like, yeah. uh, so that's what I do when I'm playing. It's like, okay, my, my mission is to, uh, I have to get uh, five players uh, in the dorms area of customs and be great if Roshala is there because I need his golden TT. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm going to, I can hear someone in the distance. I'm going to let them go by. Sounds like there's more than one of them. I'm going to squat here for a minute, let them do their thing. Then I'm going to go in. Like I just do that thinking aloud, which works really well for streaming.
1: It does. Yeah. I've never noticed that, but you're right. Like the few, the times I've watched you stream is like, you're narrating exactly what you're doing. And yeah, that is, that's such a good point. You just
0: get in the habit of uh, doing, having your process on the outside. Yeah. And it gives, and then you learn from that too. Cause, you know, Pestilli does a fair bit of that. And mm-hmm. I'd learned so much from watching Pestilli stream, you know, even when I was just starting out way before streaming. Yeah. I just watch his guides and I'd watch him stream and he would say what he's doing uh, and what his goals are as he goes. And I'd learn so much from watching streamers
1: like that. Ah, oh, very cool. So now your the first video, I guess your video, the introductory video you put up on YouTube is fantastic. With everybody in the community, you know, we have General Sam, you have Sigma. It is such a that you can just tell the community absolutely adores you, and I, I think it's wonderful.
0: It's just an amazing uh, feeling to feel the community uh, of Twitch and the the even the village of Tarkov. Uh, it's, it's just an amazing feeling. And cause I, when I'm not streaming half the time I'm hanging out on other people's streams. Yeah. I used to hang out in Sigma's, uh, stream and Nixie's stream and Pestilli's stream and, and, uh, some of the other oddies. And, and, uh, I just love the community of it mm-hmm. and chatting and the banter and the laughs and the fun. And it's such a great medium. I, I really love that you could, you could chat and talk to the streamer and they right. respond and yeah. You have conversations and come and meet other people in the stream. Just other chatters, Uh, make friends that way. And uh, and then when uh, when I started streaming, I'd been streaming uh, two or three weeks, and I'd have you know a solid three or four viewers. Yeah. Uh, And uh, then about three or four weeks in, uh, I got a raid from um, at the time Ms. Nixia uh, before she just shortened to Nixia. Yeah. uh, With forty viewers, and this was just the most (laughs) mind-blowing thing to happen in the world. And Nixie's people came over and, and, uh, she'd never heard of me. One of her mods had seen me or something. And, uh, she just reacted the most hilarious way. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, that was wonderful. Then Sigma came along and, uh, and then, uh, more and more people discover the yeah. channel and uh, and then uh, yeah i i i downloaded their vods of uh rating me so that <laughs> yeah. they introduced me in the way they introduced me was hilarious and yeah. uh yeah, such, a, such a wonderful warm feeling and so i, f- I feel really yeah. part of the community really really loved
1: and have a lot of love for the people in the community excellent it's, it's a great community i absolutely love it and you know I've been, we've been doing <clears throat> i've been doing this podcast thing for about six or seven months i have another one i do with a bunch of buddies and I just—it is such a nice community, and and just being able to communicate with all these people that we play video games with—it's—it's, it's, yeah, it's it's great. I got no complaints about it.
0: It's uh, it's actually the real purpose of streaming and the community. I think um, once I started streaming, I realized this is this is actually a, a bigger calling than just playing. Uh, being an entertainer online and getting to play games online. Uh, It's actually, there's a much deeper calling there to be uh, a... uh, to be there for people and to be uh, a, a community and a second family for people. Yeah. because uh, And especially because I started uh, streaming during COVID. That was a really important time for uh, people were locked at home. Mm-hmm. They were afraid. Uh, their work had stopped. Yeah. Uh, their lives had, you know, fallen apart. Single people couldn't see anyone, couldn't, uh, you know, be with anyone. Uh, and uh Twitch went through the roof, of course. It right. doubled in its uh viewership uh, because people needed uh, company. Uh and um Twitch uh, became uh another family, another friend circle to go visit. And I think it's a real um it's a really plays a really important role in in a lot of people's lives as um, that other family, that other friend circle, uh, you know, you're with like-minded people who are into the thing that you're into, Mm -hmm. who get you, who laugh at your jokes, uh, see you interact with you. And that can be a really important lifeline in tough times.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Now, do you remember your first, uh, your first sub?
0: Oh, I do. I do. Um, uh, it was, uh, well, I got my first of course, you get your first several subs on the same day. Yeah. Um, but uh, my first sub, uh, oh, he, he, his name was very hard to pronounce and I've forgotten what it is, but he, he still subs and he's still my longest uh, hell subscriber. Yeah. Uh, and uh, but it was amazing because when you get, uh, when you get partner, because getting those 50 followers mm-hmm. is a very high mountain to scale when you're starting out. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it was only when I, got uh those raids from Nixia and Sigma. A couple of days later, I you know, leapt from 15 followers to 50 followers. Yeah. And I could press the uh, you know, you've been invited to become a uh, affiliate and yeah. fill in the paperwork and do all that. Uh and then you can get subs and you can put up emotes. It's like, oh shit. I have to come up with some emotes now. I need, <laughs> yeah. I need a logo, you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, that first day, when those first few loyal fans, they were like, "I was here from day one before <laughs> Nixia's raid," you know. And all those people got to sub, and it was such an amazing feeling having having
1: that support from people. Let's go back. So what I was saying was, so you go to that next level of basically where you're going to need some mods, and mm. how do you approach that? I always wondered where did all these
0: amazing mods come from in these big channels that I watched and they're big personalities and they're interesting people in themselves. Um, But it, it really just comes from the early days uh, of your uh, your super fans, the ones who are there uh, a lot. Uh, so even from the beginning, there are amazing people who uh, hang out in the chat a lot and yeah. are there a lot and seem to be um, a- an even hand when people fly off the handle or say internet things yes. or whatever. They're, they're the ones saying, you know what, to- Toast doesn't like it when we talk about that yeah um and uh and you notice those people so um mods sort of um make themselves and and all you're doing is deputizing and recognizing the people who are already being amazing people in your community in your chat uh as well and so and it's it's, so it's wonderful to be able to ask those people would you like to be a mod oh good you you don't have to do anything different you don't have to be here every day or be here any more often just when you are here you have the ability now to uh time people out or whatever yeah uh and uh, and also get that um you know the the sword uh next to your name <laughs> yeah and, and have that recognition uh for being uh you know someone uh, important in the community um and uh yeah it really came organically um that way from uh, just regular people and regular supporters and people who are there a lot and the, and the even even tempered ones uh yeah who were you know uh, didn't get too hot under the collar oh good uh, and as you grow you need more of them mm-hmm. uh, so that um because once you get to having a few hundred or a few thousand viewers occasionally i have a few thousand uh mostly i have a few hundred but even at a few hundred you really need um mods there um i can't keep up with everything yeah and People are just coming in. What you don't realize uh, when you're streaming or watching a stream is the turnover. Every minute, 10 or 20 or 30 people are arriving and are saying, what's this? I've never been here before. Yeah. Uh, and and 10 or 20 people are leaving. You just see that view account. And the view account remains about steady. But you don't know that it's churning really right. quickly. So people are coming in all the time, and they've been in other chats where everything is effing this and yeah. C-bomb that and, and you know, game of words here and left and right and sledging yeah, and all of that sort of stuff. And they come into my channel and go, who's this? And they carry on as they were. And that's not cool in my channel. We're, yeah. we're all nice in my <laughs> yes, channel. Yeah. We have a different tone in my channel. Uh, and it takes people... Uh, a few minutes to read the room and some people don't so you really need mods around um to just to handle people but i don't ban those people immediately for dropping for saying something offensive or sledging or whatever i I always say if i notice it myself i say uh read the room buddy yeah this we don't do that here i'm going to give you a second chance to you know realize what what sort of place this is yeah and oftentimes they're grateful for that and they become fans
1: yeah well that's good yeah it's it's funny you talked about your mods being the first subs and whatnot i had i was talking to markstrom there a couple of weeks ago and at his wedding his first sub some of his first subs and mods were his best friend best mate at the wedding and and you know they all showed up to like five or six of them it's just we're talking you know eight years of of you know, streaming and whatnot. So it's really cool.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. I have so much affection and gratitude to my mods as well. Uh, I heard uh, RedOps, uh, the Aussie str- uh, streamer from um, Queensland, he's uh, getting married soon. And he fundraised on his stream to fly some of his mods out oh, from very Europe cool. to be there at his wedding, which is actually happening. So that, that's an that's an amazing, you know, representation. That's really cool. That people do. Yeah, the relationship you have with your mods yeah it's really special
1: I, I have to say you know the when i come into your stream it, like you said it's very just chilled very friendly it's just it's a good vibe and i just want to let you know that it's it's nice to come in mm. and and just you know be welcomed and you know just, just kick back and relax thank you yeah thank you very much yeah yeah so now the whole pastille story how did that come about <laughs> so for those that don't know you know, a couple of years ago, Pestilli had a—he was doing a, a big fundraiser, and he was pitching. You know, my dad's going to come and and hang out with me while I sleep and whatnot. And where did that start?
0: Yeah, it was a couple of months ago, not a couple of years ago. But oh, okay. yes, um, it's uh, it, it's amazing. I mean, Pestilli is—you uh, know the the top of the pecking order of the aussie streamers one of the top uh tarkov streamers in the world but he's also one of the top twitch streamers in australia mm-hmm. uh where uh twitch did a billboard uh downtown in melbourne the other uh a, a few months ago and uh pestily was one of the six or so faces no on the billboard uh so uh yeah he is he is um you know one of the biggest fish in in our small pond down here in australia uh but also one of you know Everyone knows who Pestilli is in Tarkov as well, uh, yeah, internationally. So, I he's he's the reason I bought Tarkov. Uh, he's uh, when when I get those reports at the end of the year saying who I'm a super fan of, he's number one. Yeah, I watch his stream more than anyone else's stream. So, I was just a super fan, um, for a long time, and uh, I um, uh, and Pestilli. You know, of course didn't know me from a bar of soap for the first few months i was streaming because yeah. i was just another player and just another streamer uh but i got into the punisher 2 tournament his tournament yeah uh, where you had to go to labs uh, it, was, it was the only punisher tournament which wasn't on factory uh and you had to go find a plague mask and and go pvp in labs and uh, i got into that tournament uh and um and i was one of the first people to find a Pestilli mask so i got on uh the uh the live stream and so uh and also uh his uh uh co caller co-caster for that Dan uh, uh no i'm I'm blanking on his name. Um but uh uh he he called me out as someone to watch just because I was an interesting character. Yeah. So I've got some screen time on the Punisher Tournament. I think that's how, how Pestilli first saw me. He may have been aware of me before but uh, that's that's how I first got in front of Pestilli and um uh, I don't know. People started asking me if we were related, and I don't know why. And apparently, yeah. they started asking him if I was his dad. Yeah. Because uh, people would sort of. Call me grandfather or whatever because I'm old, you know, right. I'm fifty-five, yep. which is just anciently old <laughs> to to most people watching Twitch, yeah. uh, and uh, uh and I'm twenty years older than Pestili, so I am old enough to be his dad. So I would start answering, "No, I'm not," but I'm old enough to be Pestili's dad. Yeah, uh, but for some reason, it just started going around. No, it is his real dad. It is. You know how people <laughs> talk in chat? Oh yeah, they just talk mac in chat and people go no it isn't no it isn't it just started becoming a meme and people started hassling him about it as well um so uh so apparently he just got the idea that he'd he'd had subathons before Mm -hmm. and he uh when he went to sleep he'd just show him sleeping and show clips and he'd get a big dip and people would drop off and the subathon would threaten to end while he's asleep uh, and he, and he, so, so he, he came up on, on, the, uh, his own with the idea of having someone fill in for him while he sleeps. And yeah. he thought this is hilarious, but COVID was going on. How's he going to get someone? Uh, I'm sure he'd love to fly in Aqua or, you know, right, someone, yeah. uh, have a big name there while he sleeps. to have a big surprise. Um, like um but but uh he had to look closer to home <laughs> and uh he, he and I, I saw on stream once he said he just came on stream and went where does Toastrack live? I was like <laughs> He knows my name <laughs> <laughs> and I got a DM saying uh hey I've got a I've got an idea to run by you, you know. Do you want to uh talk on Discord? And uh he and it just came out of nowhere the idea. Uh, And uh, so at at quite short notice, a few days notice, um, during COVID, there were COVID restrictions. I had to go get tests um, and um, do all these protocols. I had to get tests here before I left. There, when I arrived, uh, I had to isolate. Uh, At at the time we booked the flights, his whole family was going to have to isolate for a week because I had arrived. So it had a big impact. On oh, the yeah. household, they just lifted that rule uh, the day before I arrived, so they oh, didn't God. have to isolate anymore. But they still plan for all that. Yeah. But he, uh, bless him, he flew. And also, there was a wipe coming, but we didn't know if it was exact. It was actually right. gonna happen because the subathon started when the wipe started. Yeah. So he had to I had to fly out there, go to his house and then wait to see if the wipe actually happened or got delayed.
1: Yeah. Uh, and all
0: uh, under cloak of secrecy. <laughs> uh, I didn't tell anyone um and uh and then we could, you know, uh, and then he did a whole day of subathon and I'm just in the house, and I'm
1: at <laughs> Pasqually's house.
0: I just met my idol. You yeah, know? Uh, and and then I realized, and we had a great conversation. We had a great dinner night before, and then I realized, oh, I'm not going to see him again for the next week. <laughs> He's going to be streaming. Uh, I can watch his stream if I want, yeah. and then he's going to be asleep, and I'm going to be streaming. We're not going to have <laughs> any chats anymore. This is uh, uh, until the subathon finishes, right? Uh, uh, but um, th- there was this wild ride of, of uh, hospitality, and and what, and and it was just such a, a mind blowing experience to be. And I didn't know I was going to be playing on his computer on his account. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Uh, so I thought I'd be logging into my account. I'm like, ah, I, I don't want to break Pestili's, you know, win streak and stats and yeah. lose all his stuff and wreck his, you know, progress and what am I going to do? But but of course he wanted me to do pranks and all, yeah. or whatever. Like, you know, I could mess it up however I wanted. And I eventually warmed into it and had fun with it.
1: Oh, fantastic. Uh, but, and,
0: and then I had, you know, 5,000 10,000 people watching. And like I've never seen chat go so fast. It's mind blowing. Um, so it was it was a, a mind-blowing uh experience. But um yeah, so we he just decided to lean into the oh um, absolutely dad thing. And um so now I'm in this position where okay, I'm I'm pestiles tarkov dad yeah i'm not his real da- i've met his real dad his <laughs> real dad's a nice guy uh lovely guy met his mum as well um uh but uh i'm his tarkov dad um but how far do i push that you know right I, like i did the uh w- once when he was asleep i moved my webcam and kissed him on the head and <laughs> "My on." and i thought <laughs> is he going to be pissed at that or is you know he, he thought it was funny that's yeah. great but I, I i'm just wary of not pushing it too hard and not yeah. leaning on it too hard uh because i don't want to wear out the joke it's not you know it's it's a meme it's it's a gag mm-hmm. uh, it'll it'll wear out at some point and I don't yeah. want to outstay my welcome. So, uh, but, but I really appreciate the, the huge bump he gave me for my channel Yeah, and, uh, and love, love that he thought it was funny that, that I was his target.
1: Well, dad. it's funny you say it, is you know, we had him on our hideout podcast uh just after January and like, that was a great I, interview. I really enjoyed it. Oh, thank you. And it was just until a couple of days before that, I was like, I'm, I'm putting together the questions. It's like, toast rack i don't know if he's dead or not i don't want to look like an idiot and say hey you're dad." it's like then like you know a day before i realized okay he is not his dad all right we're good and yeah because but, yeah. but going back to the stream what are the
0: odds that is that his actual dad is also a Targon streamer like it's so impossible <laughs> right?
1: it's like maybe his dad but got into it because
0: and- we had the same accent yeah and we have i don't know enough in common to for it to be believable, mm-hmm. that's oh, all totally. I can put down to.
1: Yeah. Now, was that your streaming highlight, looking back over the last couple of years of streaming, was that your highlight right there being, you know, at Pastille's house, having thousands of people now, you're trying to, you know, entertain on, in chat?
0: Uh I think, oh, definitely, absolutely. The, the pinnacle, unbelievable um highlight, because uh, it, it went for a week. Yeah, it's not just one event, Uh, and then um, coming back home after that, and my uh, viewership blew up, and my subs blew up, and and that that's what pushed me up to the level where I could do it as a full time job. I could now turn away editing work and not try and juggle two jobs. Good. Um, So so that was life changing, absolutely life changing highlight. But um, I don't know every every event is is a massive highlight, and the way streaming works is. The steps are not sequential; they're, they're exponential. Uh, w- when you go from four viewers to, and I had that first raid, and I had forty. Mm-hmm. That is, that's that's a factor of ten. Yeah. Uh, viewers, and and then you know when when you get affiliate and you get subs, like uh, I got raided. Uh, my first big raid was Doctor Lupo. Oh, uh, wow. with Five thousand viewers. <laughs>
1: Holy crap!
0: and i was used to you know 80 or 100 yeah and having 5000 cra- and it's dr lupo so they they're crazy people you know <laughs> they they're hopped up on yeah. uh, on energy drinks yeah. and they're all in my chat uh, and i'm like
1: how did nothing this happen nothing prepares you for that how do you you know uh, anything you've done in your broadcasting life you've never had uh, you know thousands uh, of people uh, now interacting with you
0: and then there was uh, I, I had a halloween stream And I I had on uh, a Halloween costume, which was a a very cheap kangaroo onesie, (laughs) which I had painted with uh, tire tracks. And I I was a a roadkill kangaroo because most Australians who live in a city don't see kangaroos hopping down the street. We see kangaroos on the side of the road. We, We mostly see roadkill kangaroos. It's like deer. Uh, yeah, so um so I went to Halloween party as a roadkill kangaroo. So I was wearing this on stream on Halloween and there was a big Tarkov event uh and Pestily had a massive stream and then he raided me. Uh it wasn't the first time he raided me, but it was a massive stream. He raided yeah. me with seventeen thousand viewers. Wow. And that was unbelievable. That's easily the highest, biggest raid or biggest yeah. number of viewers I've ever had. And that was unbelievable. And I'm there in a kangaroo onesie <laughs> trying to explain why I've got tape, X's taped over the eyes and a tired track to mostly Americans and Europeans who are yeah. just horrified that I killed a kangaroo.
1: Oh, my Lord. I never even <laughs> thought about But there are so many that. high
0: points. It's ah. wild. Ah, yes. Yeah, yeah, I never yeah. thought about no, People being... have a romantic idea of Australia yeah. as being warm all the time. Uh, we, we just laugh at the tourists at the, at the store buying uh, umbrellas and and, uh, and hoodies yeah. because they're so cold, because they didn't bring any cold weather gear uh, to Australia because they just expected it to be hot and sunny with yeah. kangaroos
1: hopping around. <laughs> no, your snakes and you're, you're the stuff... The wild insects that scares me. I, you know, I see some videos of stuff. I was like, no, I don't think I could go there. No, that's a, that's a meme as well. You know, yeah. it's every day in chat, people say, "How do you live with us?" Like,
0: uh, well, how? Uh, let me ask you: How many times do you get attacked by bears and mountain lions uh, and grizzlies? True story. Uh, yeah. How how often do you get poison ivy? How often do you get a tick that paralyzes yeah. you for a week? Like, sure, these things can happen, but. They don't happen to anybody <laughs> I've ever known, uh, but they happen on TV. So Yeah, uh, of course.
1: Know. So now what has been some of the difficult things about streaming, being a full-time streamer?
0: Um, it's... Uh, what are the difficult... I, I absolutely love streaming. I love playing computer games and I love streaming. What's hard about it is um, you can't take a break during a stream. Yeah. Like, normally, like, I thought... Oh, I I played games all day and all night, no problem. Uh, but then I realised, oh no, I had an hour's break to cook dinner. Uh, I had half an hour off to watch a show um, in between matches uh, yeah. and and catch up on my email. Uh, I could I could go to the store and get get a drink, you know. <laughs> um, but when you're streaming, uh, I didn't realise that um, you can't take a break, uh, and the the viewership often takes hours to cl- slowly climb 100 people, um, 100 viewers per hour until you get, you know, at the moment it takes me a couple of hours to get to sort of 600 people, 600 yeah. viewers, and then it stays around that for the rest of the stream for as long as I stream. Yeah. Um, but um, if I take a break for an hour and then come back, like if the game goes, sometimes I've done that, the game's gone down. I said, yeah. oh, I'm going to go have dinner, see you when the game comes back, and I go back on when the game's up again, takes hours to get those viewers back up again yeah um so uh you that that's the hardest thing about streaming is no breaks right Uh, and i sort of wasn't prepared for that and uh, i'd be happy streaming a lot longer than i do if i could take breaks um, but uh, but it's it's hard to do continuously. With uh, now we are lucky with Tarkov, we get a two or three minute break mm-hmm. every time we load into a raid, and I use every single one of those. I'm yeah. like, uh, I'm trying to get making a a, a cafe latte down to two <laughs> minutes. I check in with Mrs. Toast, I, yeah. but I have to tell her I've got a heart out <laughs> in two minutes. Um, yeah, and uh, this sort of stuff. But that that's the most uh, difficult thing about about streaming yeah. but, but really th- there's nothing difficult about streaming you know we, we've got you know i uh, my brother's a chef he gets burns he gets cut he gets his kitchen light His a bad day is the kitchen catches fire <laughs> yep. you know uh, a bad day is all his meat co- goes off the customers complain right. and the place has to close down due to COVID. But me, a bad day is I don't have enough time to make a cafe latte. Yeah. You know, it's, perspective. it's a pretty good life. Yeah.
1: Yes. <laughs> oh, well, you know, one of the things that Pastilio, you know, going back to Pastilio, when we talked to him, he brought up a really good point about Tarkov being a great game for streamers because it's, you know, it's almost like you got the buildup of getting ready, prepping to go into your raid. You launch, you got a minute before you get into the raid. And then when you're in the raid, you can sort of still interact with chat, but still, you know, kind of mm. be focused. And then when you come out, another period where you can interact with, with chat again. Mm. Mm. It, it,
0: I never realized that until I saw Pestilli say that, uh, but it's, it's so true because there are uh, quiet times and action times. And the action's amazing, but a lot of it's suspense. Mm -hmm. Uh, and when you watch my stream uh especially in my early days i spent a lot a lot of time camping in the bush between two-story dorms and three-story dorms waiting for people to come along waiting for something to happen yeah uh and uh so you got plenty of time to interact with chat uh and um and do other stuff and talk about life uh you know people being an older streamer people people uh looked to me for advice on all sorts of topics. Mm-hmm. They started asking me topics uh, that weren't related to Tarkov at all. Uh, so much so that I turned it into a, it's now a points redeem on my channel. You get for a thousand uh, you know toast points you can ask life advice uh, and it comes up on screen and you know um and uh people say, you know, should I uh quit my job that I hate and pursue this other career, but I have to move city to do it mm-hmm. uh you know do you have advice for i'm about to get married you know uh do, do as like uh dude i'm a i'm a streamer I'm not qualified but but actually you know what i'm i'm older i've got life experience Mm -hmm. i can tell you a story or two uh and that's really all my life advice is it's um uh oh what happened to me when i was in that situation what did i learn from it so i can't really tell you about your situation but i can tell you a similar thing happened to me and this is how i handle it and this is what i learned from it yeah so um and tarkov really you know you couldn't do that in other games uh you know actually chew the fat and go deep on some deep topics. that's very
1: true yeah so now speaking of tarkov what was some of what were some of the more difficult things to get your head around because this game has a steep learning curve there's no doubt about that
0: it has such a crazy steep learning curve and and there's no end in sight i've been playing for over two years dreaming for a year and a half and i'm still learning i still feel like there's whole worlds i haven't even learned yet um uh, so uh, it is a really steep learning curve, but I, I actually found that the learning—the learning—is part of the game, and mm-hmm. the learning kind of is the game. Uh, and it's so if you don't enjoy uh, grounding through the wiki and watching YouTube guides mm-hmm. and stuff like that uh, to learn how to play better, um, you're not going to enjoy Tarkov. Uh, it's not going to be your game. But I think there's kind of a treasure hunt meta game to Tarkov that it's in beta it hasn't it doesn't have a manual it doesn't have a user guide there's yeah. no tutorial um you the tutorial is the wikipedia which is amazingly oh uh, god, yes. curated by volunteers god bless them all yeah uh, and youtubers god bless all of them with the guides for new players and Uh, I started, I did a few guides and stuff on my own YouTube channel, but hats off to the professionals who do, you know, maps and diagrams. I went to this uh, safe a hundred times. Here's the statistical breakdown of what's inside. Yeah. I I measured the bullet drop of every gun in Tarkov, and here's here's the numbers. You know, yeah. Uh, you can go find, and God bless all those amazing people. And we have and researchers. Yeah,
1: we definitely have some really great people. Like Veritas is one of those that just puts oh, the amazing. homework in into you know analyzing yeah. and yeah. and and you know like Pastille and his guides and you know those people that come yeah. up with the maps like you were saying, and it's yeah, it's just fantastic. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's right, and the game is ever changing as well um that so uh things change quickly it's like oh okay i'm up to the task where i need a LedX Mm -hmm. so that i can get my thick item case the best thing in the game uh where am i going to get it and you know um, a couple of months ago you know it might have been um uh the the medical room, the locked medical room in Interchange is the best place, but not anymore. Yeah. Back to reserve, uh resort now in, in Shoreline. And yeah, so I just watched a guide from Tweak uh, on YouTube with the latest info on where to find LedX's and it's not where it used to be. And yep. uh just keeping up with the knowledge and it's like, oh have you heard they've just nerfed aquamari, my favorite <laughs> drink in the game, has just turned into <laughs> yeah. dust. It doesn't do anything anymore. It's worse oh. than water. Uh, you've got to keep up with this knowledge. And it's like, have you heard this happened? What? what you know yeah uh, and i love that about the game that uh nikita's always playing cat and mouse he keeps secrets he switches things around while mm-hmm. you're not looking uh and uh that's part of the game part of the fun of it and the learning is always fresh and it's is i think it's really fun
1: yeah and bringing up nikita that is another great part of our game is mm. what nikita and his team do you know whether it's the you know those podcasts that they do or the you know when he created the raid series of you know live action you know really like a big budget movie it's, it's just there's so much cool stuff happening in tarkov
0: yeah i think it it it, i think it might have taken them a while to work out how important the community is mm-hmm. to the game but they've really worked that out now yeah and they've really worked out how to play with the community and keep secrets but tease yeah uh, and put out new content but also like fix things that are egregiously wrong yeah. uh, but also uh, uh, change things that that make the game too easy because they want the game to be hard. Yes. And, um, and there's an interesting balance between it, – it's really great when you're playing a game that is one person's vision, not a committee. Yeah. It's not designed by focus group. Mm-hmm. It's not designed by committee. It's not designed by executives who want to maximise the profit's um, yeah. although I'm sure all that comes into it, but it's one person's vision uh, and you really feel that it's one person's game. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I learned that from Pestilli. He says, look, it's Nikita's game. This is the game he wants it to be. And if you like his game, then play it. And if you don't, don't play it. But, uh, you know, and yeah. I, I really like that it has it has that craftsmanship of a, a, a single person's vision and you, and you're curious to know where that vision is going to lead, yeah. and and you want to go on that ride, and and but he also does listen, uh, and like the the fun events, you know, you get yeah. a, a telegram from Battlestate Games <laughs> in, in uh, of a memo in Russian that right. you have to wait for uh, Bukiezy to translate, <laughs> yeah. uh, and uh, you know. It, this this cat and mouse game of oh what's it going to be what's it going to be what does it what does it yeah. mean and we're all like doing the treasure hunt for um what what does what's changed what's yeah. changed and uh or when they move, to avoid the spoilers
1: yeah or when they move around the bosses to the different maps and it's just there's so much fun that they end up doing it's yeah, it's fantastic yeah, yeah now do you play do you play most of the time solo
0: I I do. I've I've always um, leaned towards solo. I'm not great at team play. I did play a long time Mm -hmm. uh, team play uh, on Ghost Recon. But in Ghost Recon, there's a red outline around your teammates with (laughs) their name floating above it, which doesn't necessarily happen in the real world. So uh, um, I'm just terrified of killing my teammates over and over again. It's awful. And also... And whenever I play squads, which I occasionally do, I team kill all the time <laughs> or I hesitate, I get into, I encounter an enemy, mm-hmm. I hesitate because I'm trying to work out if my, it's my teammate or not yep. and I get killed. Yep. So I just find it frustrating. I've not learned that amazing skill of knowing where my teammates ah. are at any time and have that communication and that mental image um, of staying together. And I think that I, I want to learn that skill, but I also want to learn to play labs. Like there's a lot of things I want to learn to do that mm-hmm. I haven't done yet. Uh, but um, so so I, I, I've steered away from it. But also because I really like to take my time in the game. Uh, when I'm on a squad, I feel like I'm slowing everyone down. Even if I'm with another yeah. slow paced player, I just feel like oh, if I was by myself, I could just I could avoid that altogether. or I could change my mind and. I just like being able to call my own shots as a solo player.
1: Yeah, that's the unique thing about this game. You're, you're totally right about, you know, when I, I, I enjoy my solo games and I play at my pace, but I find when I'm playing with my buddies, I'm playing a different style. And it's out of my norm. And then the other thing this game does, it just really demonstrates how poor we are at communicating. You know, I see somebody (laughs) over there, you know, I'm being shot at. From where? By that tree. And and it really tests friendships, you know. It's like not knowing, you know, no outline. It's, yeah, this game is, is special.
0: That's right. And you have to you have to work out all your callouts because mm-hmm. uh, the game doesn't tell you what things are called. So you've got to nope. work out a whole system of callouts and uh, and directions. I I can't believe how squad based players use left and right. Left and right <laughs> is not a coordinate system. <laughs> no. North, south, east, and west is a coordinate system. Yeah. Uh, but nobody does callouts. He's north of you. He's west yep. of you. Which nope. is what they should be doing. Uh, I, 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 he's on the left. Who's left? What left? <laughs> right. you know? This is yeah. bullshit. Uh, oh. But uh, yeah, that's that's a whole skill I, I, I don't <laughs> have. But uh, uh, hats off to people who can pull it off. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Now with 12.12 and VoIP, have you been recognized at all when you're playing? <laughs> uh,
0: I have. I have on occasion. It's so VoIP is so much fun. Mm-hmm. And it's such an amazing addition to the game. It makes it, it really hilarious. Uh, I do get Vo- recognized sort of half the time. Uh, and uh, that's really funny um but uh, half the time i'm not uh it, it's really funny how often uh, like just yesterday i had a whole spate of um uh, people uh, begging me not to kill them <laughs> on VoIP, and I was doing a quest to kill PMCs. Now, normally, I'd be, ah, oh, sure, let's team up. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm I'm just here to do a quest. I'm just here to open a door and and look at some uh, generators. You know, go by you know by any means <laughs> any day other than yesterday when I'm on a quest to you know kill. Uh, five PMCs in the dorms area. Plus, I had a broken arm, so I was nursing a tremor. I was trying to get my second <laughs> PMC tremor headshot, as well as look for a scav boss. Like I'm stacking all these quests. I was like I'm so sorry. The reason I'm here, yeah, I know you're doing a quest. I'm doing a quest to kill a PMC in the head. <laughs> you know, uh, and and like there were all these. Uh, uh, people saying no i'm just questioning you know why, why do you have to be like this so i was like now i'm the bad guy right <laughs> i feel terrible now <laughs> this never used to happen <laughs> but yeah, on, it, in general it's it's a great addition to the game
1: I think. it is and it's like for people like that friendly guy it has just opened up his whole uh-uh. you know pacifist nature and it's it's you know some of the videos that he comes out with it's just uh, it's just fantastic
0: Oh, look, I love his stream and I love his work and it's absolutely hilarious. And yeah, yeah, although sometimes he does just uh restrict he has a hardcore account where he restricts himself to the push button voice lines which is also amazing yeah Yeah. Uh, but i remember before friendly guy even started streaming uh he came into my discord and and said oh this pacifist challenge you're doing because i did a pacifist challenge i did level um one to twenty no kills oh wow uh, and then later i I did it again and i did level one to twenty eight no kills solo um uh on my scab or anything and he came in my uh discord and said oh tell me how this pacifist things works i'm really thinking of making a thing of this maybe a tournament or something like that uh what do you think of having a pacifist tournament or challenge or blah blah like how what do you do in this situation what do you do in this situation and i've just been a supporter of uh friendly guys since day one and have loved everything he's done and uh yeah he's he has, and he's so entertaining. Yes. He's kind of running a game show as well yes, as a Tarkov stream yeah. at the same time, yeah. uh, and has all these characters. Has amazing animation budget, like it's cr- it's crazy.
1: The it stuff is, he's yeah. done, and, and yeah, hats off to him. Oh, fantastic! So, speaking of content creators, who else do you like to? Who do you, Who else do you enjoy watching? We've talked about. Do like in Sigma? Uh
0: yeah i i love how many women are streaming uh tarkov yeah uh, and um you know it's great to see so many women and now there there's more and more all the time absolutely uh, they, they even have women just streaming together yeah and tournaments together and Nixia is organizing a team of women playing uh so uh you know i love uh you know sigma and uh, nixia Oh, there's, there's so many, Gingy, Miss Magpie. Yeah. Um, there's, uh, oh, and, and uh, Queen, Queenie. There's there's so many to watch. There's also LGBTQI. Yeah. Um, different people streaming. Uh, I follow a couple of trans streamers. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Differently Abled, I love Milky Charms. You watch him stream Tarkov uh, and uh, w- with just a mouth controller. And it's, oh, no and way. he's better than me. He's better at PvP than me. And he's amazing to watch. He is one to definitely check I've out. I've never heard of that. Um, oh, that's cool. Milky Charms is absolutely fantastic. And and he, he plays other games as well, but yep. Tarkov's his main game, and he's so, so good. Very cool. Um, So so I love the breadth of streamers. Yep. But I also love watching the big names. I, I love watching Pestilli, of course. I love the other Aussie streamers, um, you know, Oosk and Red Ops. And uh, I, I got to cast For the first time, just the other day, uh, I cast the Evasion Duos OCE uh, final. Um, That was uh, on Saturday night. I got to do that with Usk. Oh, cool. And uh, we're both first-time casters and uh, we had a red-hot go and (laughs) we had a lot of fun casting that. I want to do more of that too. Oh, sweet. Um, and uh, let's see. There's Tube. There's uh, Sean from Sydney. There's Aquilium. There's um, I don't know. There's so many, so many streamers <laughs> in Australia, um, and uh, like, uh, and then overseas. And, and, but I love watching the big names as well. Yeah, I, lo- I love watching Landmark. I love his skills. I love he the the fun he has, especially during events. Yeah, you know, watching watching Landmark. He's a machine. Doing, uh, oh all five bosses on the same map when they were there for that pre-wipe event once yep. watching him just go through all five bosses, like doing that sort of stuff and yep. uh, watching Lupo, you know, he did the snowball challenge, watching him do that. I love deadly slob who invented the hardcore challenge, which mm-hmm. I'm doing at the moment. Uh, and he's a veteran streamer of, of, of all oh, yes so, yes, uh, Yeah. There's, there's uh
1: lots of amazing ones oh cool so now when you're you know you stop streaming what do you do after the stream what do you mrs toast like to to do
0: i i find i've run out of words at the end of a stream i just use (laughs) up my all of my extrovert energy is gone all of my social capacity is spent. Mm-hmm. And, um, I try and have a conversation with Mrs. Toast, like, how's your day? And like, she's telling me about her day and I'm like, you're tuning out uh-huh, uh-huh. And She's like, <laughs> are you even hearing what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I have nothing left after, after a long stream. Yeah. Uh, so, um, I, I chill out. I'm, I'm usually starving. Um, so, um, I, I, I cook or Mrs. Toast cooks, or we go out, or have, uh, have food together yeah. um, and uh, and chill out. and uh, But often I'll hang out. Like whoever I write, like the end of a stream, mm-hmm. a stream is a party that you're yep. the host of. And then when you, at the end of stream, you get to raid somebody else. And start a new party in someone else's <laughs> channel. And that's a whole fun thing as well. So yeah. I like to hang out there oh, cool. for, for a while and uh, hang out with, with the party. I love to raid smaller streamers, mm-hmm. blow their minds, make their day, uh, just like Nixia did for me with that first raid of 40 people.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, so, so I like to play uh, with that party for a while and then just absolutely crash, <laughs> eat and sleep and, and chill out. I, I'm too buzzed to sleep. Yeah. So I'll, I'll like watch a movie, watch a series uh, or, or any yeah, series you're watching series. right now. I've sort of run out. Um, but um, let's see. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm dying for Westworld to come back. Cause yes. that's, that's my favorite show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just rewatched all of Westworld in preparation for the season four. Yeah. Uh, I'm, catching up on a few things. Oh, I can't remember what I'm watching though. The, um, Oh, I, I'm, I'm watching, I'm even watching, um, Oh, what's, um, sex in the city called. And, and then that happened. Oh, Okay. Whatever that game. And, uh, I just watched all of, um, mur- uh, the, the, uh, Steve Martin, only murders in the building, those sorts of things. So I'm sort of catching up on. series yeah. I missed. I'm sort of way behind, uh, on TV. Um, but uh, I'm also watching the second season of um, of Upload. Uh, oh, that, that's a bit of fun as well. Where um, in in the future, when you die, you can be uploaded into a VR. Oh, cool! Um, VR metaverse, but where you have to pay for everything. Ah, oh, interesting. Quite, quite
1: fun. Check yeah. that out. Cool. Mm-hmm. Any big plans this year? So you just did some casting. What else is on the radar that you'd like to to you know check that box?
0: I am dying to go to PAX. Oh. I I, I, am, I live in Melbourne where PAX is uh, held every October. I had a three-day pass for PAX last year. I can almost walk to PAX from my house uh, and yet it got cancelled. I was so looking forward oh. to meeting every other Tarkov streamer in Australia and New Zealand yeah. and hang out together, meet some fans, do, hang out at the Twitch booth, see new games and i was gutted when that was cancelled so oh. this october i'm really dying to go to pax and Sweet. Uh, and, uh, and just meet irl other streamers yep. and, and and meet up with some fans and hang out and talk tarkov and play games and have some beers
1: it's a great game you can always talk about that game i can you know with our friends my friends we can talk tarkov all day every day it's just one of those things yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I really want to travel. I, I love traveling. Uh, I used to travel to the states every year, um, and uh, COVID said no mm-hmm. to all of that. Uh, I lost a whole trip to Europe, uh, Rome, uh, France. I was going to go to the Monaco Grand Prix. I'm a Formula oh. One fan. All of that got cancelled. So I'm itching to travel again. And I, I and now I want to do a residency. I want to go to the US or Europe, and. And stream and be able to play with some of my favorite streamers over there. Yeah. Play with Aqua or Omid or Xfield Camper or some of the streamers over there. That'd be so much fun.
1: Yeah. So you're an F1 fan.
0: Big F1 fan. Love Daniel Ricciardo, the the Australian driver. Been a fan of Hamilton since he started. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's getting temperamental in his old age, but aren't we all? Mm -hmm. Oh, definitely. (laughs) Um, and, uh, but uh, I, I can walk to the Formula One oh. Grand Prix in Melbourne every year. Yeah. Got tickets uh, to go watch free practice over there. And, um, but, but I grew up uh, watching car racing with my dad. My dad would take me to the Australian touring car uh, okay. races uh, in the 70s and 80s. So I grew up uh, watching, uh, watching car racing and, and got into Formula One that, that way.
1: Yeah, yeah, so my my jump into Formula 1 was back in the Villeneuve days in Schumacher.
0: Ah, and Schumacher. Yes. Oh, yes.
1: Those were the best. I, to my my yeah. in my heart those were the best years, you know, between yeah. Schumacher yes. and, and Mika and oh man, those battles yeah. with Coulthard and and Barrichello. It was just such such a good good era of racing.
0: I got so spoiled cuz my the first Grand Prix I ever went to was a junket from my consulting days. Mm-hmm. So, uh, our, our, my girlfriend's company was looking at buying, spending a big amount of money on some software and she got offered a junket of a, um, a trip from Sydney to Melbourne to go to the Grand Prix. So I got, um, corporate box tickets oh, wow. to the Melbourne Grand Prix, uh, f- uh, as a guest of McLaren. So I watched the wow. race from above the pit lane at McLaren. Uh, I met Coulthard, I met Mika wow. Hakkinen, uh, and in fact, right before the race, I went for a quick pee and stood next to David Coulthard. At the, <laughs> Did his chin at, the almost hit room. you? <laughs> I, I was too polite to look or say <laughs> anything. I was just like like this, and I was like, yeah. couldn't believe he's he's wearing he's wearing his race suit and his booties. Like he's not even wearing his shoes. It's yeah. so undignified. It's like you <laughs> think they have a special bathroom for the right. drivers, you know? Oh my god! Uh, and uh, that was during refueling days. I watched the refueling from above, yeah. and and I also learned something about corporate culture. Nobody else in that corporate box. Gave a crap about Formula One racing. It was such a shame. It was so wasted. And like, I was glued to it. I got a pit straight walk, all of that. And like, I was just absolutely spoiled. Uh, It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, That's one of the highlights of always end of the race when, you know, it was Mika and and, uh, Schumacher was up there. And Mika would always try to crack Mm. a joke. And he has the driest (laughs) humor. And like, he'd make a joke. He would laugh, but nobody else would. And I just, those were fun times back then
0: absolutely yes yeah. yes that's right they weren't the media polished people uh, right. that they are now and they're not that polished now but they were they were a lot more themselves yeah. and rougher around the edges in those days yeah. yeah
1: well toast thank you so much man this has been fantastic before i let you go though as i do with all of my pods i gotta ask the guests to nominate somebody else who's gonna who do i have to go out and reach out to to grab and, and get on Taradux next
0: uh uh-huh. um oh well it'd be amazing to get milky charms on he he he, he sprung to mind as someone really interesting to interview um uh, but i'd have to keep it in australia you know i really love yep. red ops uh he's uh got an army background like pez Stilly. they play yep. so well together and uh, he's such an interesting guy he's just getting married uh, uh, he has his daughter do- little daughter sometimes on stream uh All right. it'd be so interesting to hear his story i really really handle it to red ops all right. Up we'll get him on then. So many great streamers uh out there and uh yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: Uh and really love this interview series too. Oh it's thank you. It's been really fun to watch. Excellent. Well, I appreciate that. And again, thank you. And everybody should go check them out, give them a like and subscribe and, and everything that goes along with that.
0: Absolutely. I'm on I'm on uh I'm on uh Twitch every day, but I'm also on YouTube. I'm surprised they let me on TikTok. I didn't know they let (laughs) old people on. But my third ever TikTok video got just got two million views. Holy cow! Which is unbelievable. My fourth, fifth, and sixth not so good, but that one went viral, which is wild. I can't. I I think it's just oh my god! I can't believe this old man (laughs) is trying to play a computer game. Um, And uh, but I'm on Instagram and, and Twitter as well
1: yeah tiktok i can't figure out i go you know i put a couple of things on there it's like what is this why are people watching this and i just you know maybe just we're too old for it you know i don't know
0: i think that's definitely the case (laughs) but it's very amusing
1: (laughs) all right toast take care my friend thank you new it's been great